extraterrestrials, interplanetary and interdimensional beings. More and more people every day are claiming to have personal experiences with them. Some report extremely positive, life-changing interactions, including healings, while others believe ETs are responsible for abductions and cattle mutilations. Are these so-called ET experiencers delusional, or are they messengers of changing times? What does all of this even matter? Consider these things and more on this episode of The Supernatural Explorer. Supernatural Explorers, welcome to episode 23, Hanging Out with Extraterrestrials. Most weeks, I don't know what I'm doing my next show on until I notice some synchronicity or get some sign that gives me a clue. This past week was no different. Last Thursday, I spent 16 hours straight doing video editing for the YouTube version of my show. I wanted to get it out for Friday as usual because I know some people enjoy visuals over just words. Even though I wore my beta blocker glasses the whole time, 16 hours was just too much screen time for my eyes, and I woke Friday to a severe migraine that I could feel emanating from my eyeballs. Like most migraines, in addition to the unbearable pain in my head, everything was annoying the crap out of me. I normally enjoy hearing the birds singing outside in the morning, and even that was annoying me. Through trial and error, I found that if I sat in a lounging position, with the temperature in the room just right, and it's slightly dark, and I kept my eyes closed, and I didn't think anything, then the pain dulled enough to be bearable. I tried a few times to even just peek at my phone, or to lie down instead of sitting up, or to think about what the next episode might be instead of just thinking nothing. But all those things resulted in pain. And that pain quickly turned to nausea if I didn't go back to my non-thinking, lounging state. After hours of resting, though grateful I was able to keep the pain at bay, I was starting to get a little bored. I decided, why not try listening to a podcast? I figured I could maintain my same pain-free position, eyes closed and all, and I wouldn't even have to think, I could just listen. 
Because looking at my phone was painful, I quickly picked one of the next podcasts that was up in my queue. It was a show that I'd recently subscribed to called The Wattcast. It was episode number 318, and the hosts, Mike and Mateo, were talking about the new documentary on Amazon Prime entitled Walking with the Tall Whites. First off, I was very happy that I found something about their voices to be soothing. They both came across as laid back, easy to listen to, fun, and entertaining. On top of that, they were discussing one of my favorite topics, extraterrestrials. They had both just watched Walking with the Tall Whites, and they were running through the show and sharing their thoughts. In short, the documentary is about retired Air Force veteran Charles Hall and his two-year friendship and experiences with extraterrestrials that were living on Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada in the 1960s. Okay, I need to hit pause here for a second and explain something to you that I am learning from doing this podcast and listening to others. This is something I touched on my last episode on overcoming sleep paralysis and alien abduction. And something I didn't fully grasp until I re-listened to that episode, even though I was the one who had outlined it and discussed it. In that episode, I pointed out how some people who suffer from sleep paralysis and think they see and experience something real attacking them, those people also suffer from the signs and symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. So they suffer real trauma. I went on to say that what made something real, in my opinion, was if it had real effects. Just this week, I fully grasped what that means. In listening to podcasts, stories, or anything for that matter, what matters most is the effect it has on us. The way I used to say that everything happens for a reason, or there is a lesson in everything... I still believe both are true, but I now think the more important or definitely the more pressing point is how something affects you. What is real or not, true or not, can always be debated among people. But only you can know what really affects you and how, and nobody can debate that with you. When we were all kids, we heard lots of stories, most of them no doubt fictional, and some of them had a very profound effect on us, helping to shape who we became. Can we look back now and say, well, they were all made up so they didn't matter? If we had discounted the truth of any story before we even heard it, we'd miss the opportunity for those stories to affect us and help us to grow, especially if those stories spread things like peace, hope, love, community, and cooperation. Lots of people say lots of things these days. Politicians say lots of things. Newscasters say lots of things. And stories say lots of things. I can honestly say I trust the truth and lessons in stories, fiction or not, more than I trust the words that come out of the mouths of some others. Why? Because if I look at how things affect me, then I can see how the stories that I choose 
have a positive effect on me and how politics and the news that I don't choose can make me absolutely nuts if I hear it. I trust my feelings. To me, they are valid and real and affect me. So, I enjoy being open to what I choose to hear, true or not, real or not, and seeing how it makes me feel, how it affects me. It's with that lens that I heard the What's Cast guys tell the story of a kind and gentle man who spent years befriending equally gentle extraterrestrials. Charles Hall called them the tall whites due to their milky white skin. I recommend you listen to the Wattcast episode if you want to hear more about the story. So no spoiler alerts here. Rather than share the details that you can hear for yourself, I want to share the effect it had on me and what all has happened since then that has led up to right now and this episode. First off, considering the physical condition I was in with the migraine, where even chirping birds were causing me to experience more physical pain in my head, to hear a story told with voices and in a way that didn't cause me pain certainly got my attention. Then there was the content of the story. To me, it was a peaceful story, and it showed how relationships can be formed, even between beings from totally different worlds. It brought me comfort to see how through respecting others' differences and boundaries, unexpected friendships can evolve. The tall white seemed cool to me, and it made me question, what's the difference between these extraterrestrials and the ones that are allegedly mutilating cattle and abducting people? I now know that I'd have the answer to that question by the middle of the week, but in the meantime, I was wondering if my experience so far was a sign to do an episode on tall whites. Just in case, I reached out to the Wattcast guys, and they were totally cool with me doing a follow-up on their show. That was great, but I still felt unsettled for some reason, like I wasn't fully feeling it yet, and I wasn't sure why. I decided to table it, and just be grateful that it was now Saturday, I had nothing else I needed to do, and I was pain-free again. I took it easy Saturday, and Sunday I was back to my old self. I guess you could say I'm a little podcast crazy these days. When I'm not creating them, I'm listening to them. And I love spending my weekends listening to podcasts while I do things around the house. So Sunday, I queued up the next podcast on my list, a Beyond the Darkness episode where Dave and Tim had on Dr. Stephen Greer talking about his new documentary-type film, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. Not only was I excited that the topic of ETs was coming up yet again, but that Dr. Greer was coming up again. You see, way back before I started doing my podcast, I had heard about Dr. Greer's Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind Meditations, or CE5 Meditations. These are where you sit alone or in a group, settle into a peaceful state, clear your mind, and send your loving intentions out into the universe, inviting what is out there to stop by for a visit if they have the time. And if you've been following along with my podcast at all, you already know how I'm always saying how connected we all are via biomagnetic fields, gravity, quantum fields, etc. So you understand how this is possible. 
how we can communicate with our minds. Well, my second night of doing the CE5 meditation, I saw my first UFO ever. For those of you watching on YouTube, I'll put up my reenactment. In short, a bright white light about four to five times the size of a star suddenly appeared in the night sky, shot across the horizon without making a sound, then disappeared. It was not a shooting star because it had no tail, and planes move way slower across the sky and have way smaller lights that are constantly blinking. I was totally psyched and hooked, but I'm also a person who religiously follows signs, and signs were leading me away from trying to make contact. However, they did lead me to using that same approach, like the CE5 meditation, to connect with the Sasquatch spirit that I've now had many experiences with and I've talked about on prior shows. So I'm glad I learned the CE5 meditation. Thankfully, the extraterrestrials didn't leave without a fun goodbye. When it was clear to me that I was being led to wrap up my CE5 meditations for the time to focus more on Sasquatch, it was during one of my final sessions that my coolest UFO experience to date happened. There were patchy clouds in the sky, and the air traffic seemed pretty light that night. I wasn't seeing a lot. Then I noticed one plane enter my field of vision from the left. It would appear briefly, then disappear behind a cloud, then reappear in a hole, and so on, always with its red light blinking. When it was almost fully across the sky, another light appeared in a hole in the clouds, right in the middle of the sky, then disappeared. I thought it very odd that I hadn't noticed it crawl in from the left or right, and it was bigger and brighter and wider than the plane, and nothing was blinking. About a second later, it appeared in another hole in the clouds that seemed much further than possible if it was indeed a plane, and then it disappeared again. It was then I noted that it was not flying behind clouds, but just appearing and disappearing. A second later, this light did the same thing in another random hole in another place in the sky, then another, and went on to do this about a dozen times. Even though I was seeing it, I couldn't believe it. And I was definitely bummed that signs were leading me away from focusing on this more. About a year passes after that, and then I hear a podcast on the Tall Whites, followed by another on the new CE5 film that's out, and I'm asking myself, are these signs? I certainly wanted them to be, so I did what I normally do when I'm unsure. I asked for a sign. For about a solid year now, Jen and I, a few times a week on average, have been going on this three-mile walk around the neighborhood. Most of it's on sidewalks, but part of it's on a paved trail that goes by a man-made lake that's about the size of a football field. When we get to the lake, we stand by the side of it for a few minutes hoping to see a turtle. At best, if we're lucky, we can spot a head pop up, but even then it's usually about 30 feet away, never close. When my podcast led me into learning about and meeting Pan, I'd asked him, Hey Pan, you're a nature spirit. Can you please help Jen and I see a turtle? I did that for a few weeks and nothing. 
Then I remembered my very intuitive friend Marie talking about her experiences with Manon McLear, Son of the Sea. He totally reminded me of Aquaman, so I introduced myself to him and asked him, Hey Manon, can you please help Jen and I see a turtle? I know it's not the sea, but it's water, so maybe... I did that for a few more weeks, still nothing. Then Jen and I are out for a walk and I'm telling her about the Tall Whites and the new CE5 movie I want to see and my wondering if I'm getting signs and I say to her, maybe I should ask the ETs. Maybe they can have a turtle appear. That would be a clear sign. She agrees and so I ask aloud that if they do want to resume connecting, if it is time again, that they have a turtle appear. Then we forget all about it and continue our walk. We approach the lake, same spot as always, and about three feet away from us, on the surface of the water, fully facing us, is a nice-sized turtle, at least as big as a frisbee. I honestly think that all three of us were equally shocked to see each other. We stayed frozen like that for about ten seconds, just looking at each other. Part of my brain thought about all the podcasts where people encounter things but don't remember to take pictures. As soon as I went to reach for my camera, it broke the spell and the turtle quickly went under the water. Jen and I were freaking out, both fully acknowledging I'd called out to the ETs and they had delivered. And I'd gotten the official green light and invitation to hang out with my ET friends again and get to know them better. Despite all that, I still didn't know where I was going with the show yet. But I knew I wanted to watch Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind to see what the latest was in connecting with ETs via our hearts, minds, and peaceful intentions. It was available for rental Tuesday, and I watched it alone that morning and again that night with Jen. There was lots of UFO footage from actual CE5 meditations, and I don't want to spoil it for those of you who haven't seen it yet, But I will mention one little part that affected Jen and I a lot. So lower the volume for a minute if you don't want to hear it. They showed a picture of an ET that materialized as a light being during a group CE5 meditation. This ET then later appeared as a ball of light and visited this old man who suffered hearing loss and couldn't hear good at all even with his hearing aids. The man hung out with the E.T. for about 45 minutes and before the E.T. left, he asked the E.T. if he could do something about his hearing. The next morning and since then, the man has not needed hearing aids and he hears perfectly fine. How does hearing that story affect me? It makes me believe in hope, in healing. It makes me believe that wonderful things are possible which I know personally increases the likelihood that wonderful things will happen for me. After all, we all head towards what we focus on, and I'd like to be headed toward positive things. And this whole Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind film felt very positive for me. I highly recommend it. Side supernatural note, how amazing is it? that people often comment on how they believe in the ability of Sasquatch and other paranormal entities to materialize from balls of light. And this CE5 movie had extraterrestrials materializing 
from the balls of light. I love this stuff. Back to my story. Tuesday late night rolls around and I'm totally psyched to be checking out the next episode of The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. But I'm now shortening to SSR and giving you a heads up, spoiler alert, up to Season 1, Episode 4. With SSR, I'm really starting to love these people. I heard Dr. Travis Taylor on Beyond the Darkness, and I totally clicked with his straight-to-the-point, no-BS, who-gives-a-crap-when-anyone-thinks attitude and approach to science. Now, when I started watching SSR, I got the sense it was all strictly about examination, which is fine. But after watching episodes 3 and 4, I now see an increasingly bonding group of people who want to find out what is going on on the ranch so they can do something about it because the area does sometimes cause harm. A defining moment of the show for me was when Tom, the ranch superintendent, after suffering his second mysterious injury from the place, says to the group that he wants to stay regardless of the fact that he keeps getting banged up. And the reason he wants to do that is because he realizes the potential of harm to others in the surrounding area and he wants to help find out what's causing it to help stop it from happening to others. That's when I went from liking the show to loving the show and what these people were doing. What was also interesting to experience, especially after coming off the peaceful high of walking with the tall whites and my ET communication turtle experience and the new CE5 movie complete with magical healing light beings, it was interesting to contrast all that to the idea that what might be causing harm on the ranch is an energy that they have pinpointed above the ranch and that might be coming from or the result of a UFO. Yeah, now I'm dealing with conflicting feelings. What happened was, while the SSR team was trying to learn more about this weird energy that showed up on electronic instruments to be coming from a mile directly above them, while they are in the process of shooting up little rockets up there to collect more data, And while the cattle are all starting to freak out, they all see and get on a film a UFO appearing and disappearing in broad daylight twice in like 10 minutes. I know from listening to podcasts and doing some research that all around the world, UFOs have been blamed for their involvement in cattle mutilations and alien abductions. Are Charles Hall, the CE5 community, and myself delusional about the peaceful beings we have connected with? Are there different types of ETs, some that harm while others heal? Or is something else going on altogether that makes even more sense? With UFOs now very much on my mental radar, I checked out another History Channel show called Unidentified. Inside America's UFO Investigation. It originally aired in 2019 and ran for one season with six episodes, and I have no idea if it's coming back or not. I watched two episodes and had to shut it off. It is definitely interesting and has a lot of passionate people who clearly believe in what they're doing, including Tom DeLong, 
former frontman for Blink-182 turned UFO truth seeker. But, as a person who no longer watches the news since becoming aware of the horrible way it made me feel during and after, this unidentified show was making me feel much the same way. Fearful. And in the episodes I watched, abductions and cattle mutilations weren't even mentioned. So, without even showing stories of alleged crimes or murders like the news, this show was just talking about ideas around UFOs and spreading a lot of fear. This somehow felt worse than the news to me. At least with the news, it's just what facts they choose to focus on. An actual murder happens, an actual horrible thing happens, and the more horrible, the more likely they are to revisit it and talk about it. With this unidentified show, no factually horrible thing happened regarding UFOs, at least not in the two episodes I watched, but they were talking about UFOs as if it was horrible that they even appeared in the first place. One of the episodes I watched was the sixth, the final one of the season, because I wanted to see what the climax was, how they would end it all. The big climax seemed to be that they learned in talking with Italian government officials that out of 13,000 UFO sightings over 100 years, once a UFO was believed to shoot an energy beam at a helicopter, which damaged it and caused it to land safely, harming no one. I was certainly sorry to hear about that incident, but was not as swayed as the tone of the show portrayed. This episode included sentiments about the UFOs like increasingly dangerous, clear and present danger to national security, threat to the world, threat to America, we'd be helpless against them, and even included part of a Ronald Reagan speech to the UN where it considers how wonderful it would be if the world would unite over facing an alien threat. Look, I can see where the show's coming from. Some of the unidentified team are ex-government, Pentagon, defense, etc. So they are definitely, well, overly defensive. There always seems to be an us-versus-them mentality with them, and making extraterrestrials out to be another them leads to what many of those strongly held us-versus-them views lead to. War. Now, if I was listening to this podcast and wanted to hear both sides, I might ask, but what about all them alien abductions and cattle mutilations? And what about that UFO above Skinwalker Ranch and the bad things that happened there? Maybe they're right. Maybe they are a threat. Putting out an episode a week, I don't get a long time to ponder these things. I have to trust what I feel, what affects me, and where I'm led, and hope that gives me a clear enough picture. I felt fortunate to see certain pieces over the last few days come into place in my mind. They helped me to resolve the way all this made me feel and see how this did affect me, which is again the point. I remembered a part of the Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind film where they showed footage from 2017 of a retired Air Force intelligence officer stating point blank, that unacknowledged special access programs within the military did indeed stage 
what was intended to look like and be experienced as alien abductions. They did this to spread fear and, quote, lay the psychological foundation for interplanetary conflict in the near future. And if you have a high-ranking ex-military guy admitting to staged alien abductions that cause real, lifelong trauma for people, then it's not a far stretch to believe it when you hear that these same people, humans, are responsible for the cattle mutilations as well, as yet another way of spreading fear. Considering the vast differences among humans, I wouldn't be surprised to learn of the even vaster differences among all the terrestrials in the universe and beyond. I also wouldn't be surprised to learn that most beings are like most people, wanting peace, love, security. Most of humanity is good, and it is truly only a few rotten eggs at the top that spoil things for all of us. If you meet enough people, you get a good sense of human nature. If you commune with nature enough, you get a good sense of what lies beneath it all, what lies beneath us all, and how the universe and everything in it seeks balance and harmony. If I believe that extraterrestrials are visiting here, and have been visiting here, then I further believe that most of them are here for good. If they weren't, they could have wiped us out any time they wanted. I can also believe, then, that at least a few of them are misguided and may have some part in helping the powers that be to spread fear through abductions and cattle mutilations for a selfish and subversive agenda. But I also believe that, like humanity, the good extraterrestrials far outweigh the bad and we should be considering how to make peace with them, the majority, not spreading fear and ramping up for wars alongside the minority. Tis folly, for sure, of a truly universal magnitude. Further, if we look at the history of things that come from above, their overall message, and after result, I think this helps to give a clearer picture of what seems to be going on here today. Things that are historically believed to come from above whether from holy people that seemed extraterrestrial or holy extraterrestrials that seem like people, things that come from above bring a message that can be summed up so easily like my young niece did after finishing a religious studies course when she stated that it all points to love one another, don't be a dick. So the message of love comes from above and the powers that be take that message and turn it into religion, war, destruction, domination, and control, all while claiming it's in the name of that message. I personally trust the messengers from above way more than I trust the men who are seemingly, obviously trying once again to twist the meanings of those messages for their purposes. It's the same old shtick and it's getting old. At least that's the way all this makes me feel. That's the way it affects me. Luckily, gratefully, I'm at peace with all of this. Because I consciously focus on the peaceful aspects. The hope. What befriending and learning from more advanced civilizations can mean for our civilization and our planet. 
and at the same time, I take a mental note as to what else is going on, keep an eye on it, call it out, so as not to be naive. Overall, I'm very glad to have gotten the signs and the green light to be hanging out with the extraterrestrials again in spirit. I'll definitely keep you posted on any updates and developments as they happen. I sincerely hope this episode finds you safe, healthy, peaceful, and best of all, hopeful for the future of all of us. One love, one universe. Till next time, everyone. Peace.